Hello, hello, this is Artists with M. I'm your host, M. Persico. Today, our guest is Marilyn Minio. Say hi. Hi. Yay. <laughs> so, this is actually our second try at fil- at uh, recording this episode. Okay. Like, I don't know, five months ago when I recorded this one, I- I'm finally ready to edit it. And then I was like, oh no, my audio is so poppy. This one's terrible. I have to redo it. Thank you for doing it again. You got it. Oh, oh. gee, another reason to talk about myself. <laughs> I know, right? Same. All right. <laughs> so the first question I ask is, what kind of artist are you? Are you a clown, character performer, cheeseburger reviewer, event <laughs> host, theater performer, etc.? Do all those yeah. apply? Does not apply? Do more yes. apply? Yes. A little bit, I mean, you know, it sounds like a fun resume, but there was, I guess, like a trajectory. You know, I started off in in theater in New York City. And then um, when I came out here to L.A., I focused more on it's always been theater performer for me. I've always mostly been on a stage. um, And I mean, definitely in front of a camera, but most of my experience is on stage uh, comedy into improv, then clown um which i love uh character mm-hmm. performance storytelling i love storytelling and then um definitely um one of my favorite things that i discovered doing out here i do some backup dancing in my what? friend's band yeah no what genre the, um he's he's got like a hip hop funk soul vibe wow. um and what in life uh, the band is called Snake with four S's and uh, oh Noah God. Tabakin is the lead singer and he has um, three backup dancers, one of which is me. And we've got a little hip hop and we have a little bit of clown infused. So that was kind of how I got into it, how I entered into the world or the two oh, worlds wow. collided. Uh-huh. Cool. Did yeah, you do any uh, backup dancing over quarantine or? When did this happen? This was happening before quarantine. And then mm-hmm. a lovely thing happened just recently where um, I was in New York and the other dancers were in LA and Noah was in Georgia. And, you know, by the beauty of Zoom, we all were able to rehearse and we met up in California and we did, um, um, oh my God, I can't remember the name of the festival, but we just did a music festival um, wow. in, back in October. Yes. Dirty Bird, Dirty Bird Music Festival. And we, we, uh, we, we were able to pull it off having only rehearsed over Zoom. So that was very cool. Very, very cool. It was great to see everyone again, too. Oh, and be so on the nice. stage. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. But yes, wow. I guess that's, I guess. And then um, what did we say? And burger reviews? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Trying where I'm a burger. Like, that's where I'm trying to get behind the camera and also, you know, eat food at the same time in front <laughs> with people of I camera? like. Well, in front of, I said behind the camera, didn't I? Well, cause I'm also, you know, I'm making them myself. So I'm, yeah, I'm sh- sure. Producing them. Did you yeah, get a tripod so, yet? Um, no, I love learning in real time 
Uh, okay. <laughs> as, as in being, you know, you know, just showing up with what I got and learning after the fact. I'm like, oh yeah, I should use a tripod. Um, no, I, I know. You know what? I do have a couple of devices, a couple of different devices. Um, none of which are a tripod. <laughs> oh, I have um, a tripod man. with a phone holder. I can bring it on Tuesdays. Yeah. And guess who's going to be on your show? And You're going to be joining me and we're going to be yeah. checking out Bill's Burgers in Van Nuys, I believe it is, which I'm excited about on yeah. Tuesday. Yes, I'm excited. That's OG when this spot. episode's coming out. Same day. Oh, Tuesday. really? That's very yeah. exciting. That's going to be a great day for both of us. <laughs> yeah. When do you release it? Do you edit um, it or do something before you release it? Yeah, no, I definitely edit it because I usually get like 12, 13 minutes of material and um, nowadays we're in TikTok world and, you know, people don't have very long attention spans. So I'm, I'm working on that too. My first video was seven and my last was like three. So I'm, I'm starting to wow. trim it down, starting to trim it down, but yeah, I have to definitely edit. Um, but I've we got could some try videos. to like, uh, not take forever in our thought process. Let's you try know? to do that. Yeah. Yeah. We could try, try to, to do that. Yeah. Like 30 minutes of like. <laughs> genuine like bang 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 all these things then you can pick things yeah it's one of those things that gets better with practice you know you you're yeah. you're super precious up front and you like think everything is great <laughs> and then you gotta just you, you look at it and you're like yeah it's 12 minutes I gotta figure this out and what's funny to me is because I know the people and I love the people that I'm you know hanging out with so it all looks great you know but to someone that's just watching it for the first time there's a formula you know yeah. there's a, there's a, there's a little way to get people excited and I haven't quite figured it out but I'm okay with that I'm learning as yeah. I go well yeah more condensed and like shorter period of time that's the hardest thing it's just yeah. like when you're trying to say like a synopsis or a cover page of what your essay is that's the hardest thing to really condense something like that's why my episodes are an hour two hours or whatever like I'm not presenting it I got it's very hard I I, the only time I ever got good practice at it was when I was auditioning and they ask you questions and you have to be concise or you know yourself submitting tapes and you have to describe Uh yourself and you got to cut out all the ums and likes and thought processes you know so that's good practice when you're when you're interviewing and time is money you gotta you gotta make it short and sweet but you also gotta let them know what your points are you know i try to edit out the ums and the the mouth sounds whatever people call it i'm a big ummer i'm a big ummer (laughs) well so many people are it's a good filler word unless you're trying to be concise so that's why a technique i do with these episodes i take my time speaking yes. I let pauses happen so I'm not just doing a run-on sentence and then adding an um so I just like take my time versus putting ums where I'm trying to think and then I edit out yeah. the long pauses that's very smart I like that because it it's clean I'm sure it sounds a lot cleaner mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like to think I'm helping by putting in the ums because I know those will be cut Oh, sure. (laughs) So I'm putting in space. I'm putting in space for you. And know the ums will be cut. (laughs) More editing time, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 
Uh-oh, I didn't think about well, that. I can't <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> okay. I don't edit out some of them if it's just like, that's the flow. And I'm like, sure. whatever. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so speaking of performing and clown, how do we know each other? I almost forgot, but then I remembered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you showed up like a sweet little birdie with a guitar. And I think it you had a friend with you with a cajon and you sang at HodgePodge, which was a variety show that I was co-hosting with um, a friend, Taylor. Yeah, Taylor Mendoza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's been on the podcast. Yes. I really appreciated that venue and location. It was so casual of a spot in Griffith Park, but it was outdoors and it was COVID safe. And it was really fun to get out there and practiced performing in front of people again I it was yeah at least three times like five times yeah. maybe a lot oh yeah oh yeah yeah you definitely did it was great because you you know um we like the really I mean concept was more tailors he always was insistent on having variety and so it was great, you know, because you don't only do music, obviously, um, but it was nice that you could bring that to it. And then, you know, there was the other stuff there. But, yeah, it was a great time for that because there wasn't it was I feel like one of the first offerings back into human connection and community again, you know, outside of yeah. some of the shows that were you go and sit and watch that were happening it at that point. You know? It was more of a like we are doing this together type of show because everyone who was yeah. watching either was performing or they brought maybe like one friend. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was talking about that recently. I was like, we had a good audience. We were always consistently like 15. And if you know anything about shows that are happening all the time, especially these little open, you know, free shows, you know, four people is like, yeah, well, this is what we expect. 15 is like, we were booked. <laughs> yeah we were packed <laughs> yeah and it was fun to see you do characters like the one Thank with you. the um professor with all of the scarves oh gosh you know this is a podcast but remind me that i i found a picture of who it who's it's inspired by <gasps> so you Did will you? now have a connection oh my god <laughs> you'll have a face to uh my inspiration Thank you for that. Yeah, that's a new character. You just reminded me. I, w- I was just starting to play with that. Maybe I'll, uh, yeah, maybe I'll bring we'll it back. Go. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's so fun to see the varying roles that you take on as a character, because yeah. you have another character named Beefy Smalls, and that's totally different than the professor. Yes, Beefy. I love Beefy. Yeah. How do you Beefy's get inspired for your characters? um people I'm a people watcher well beefy beefy's a couple of different people but that happened that just kind of happened (laughs) like through time um as I was building as I was building him and I thought you know how would he walk how would he talk how would whatever and there were different people that would come to mind that uh would be an aspect of him so he's a combination of maybe four or five different people I know And that's usually what happens with my characters. I'm inspired by people and their eccentricities, you know, Mm -hmm. and I like to people watch. So, yeah, um, yeah. I've heard Melissa McCarthy prefers that as well. 
to building her characters. She gets a really great wig that helps her find her character as well as people watching. But it's kind of harder now to be recognizable. <laughs> well, it's funny. I think there's energy involved in that too. Like how we can make ourselves really small in life and really big in life. Like I imagine, I imagine like, uh, what did she, she did something recently that was fantastic. She's done, she's taken on more serious roles. And I imagine when she's done stuff like that, like I, I, I bet you no one recognizes her, you know? Um, not smiling, not being, you know, bubbly or whatever. I, I bet you she can hide in plain sight. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. You just got to not put, put yourself together that day, the way the public's used to seeing you. Exactly. Like the, your hair done. Exactly. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Maybe exactly. the masks, wearing masks. Oh, has yeah. I'm sure mm-hmm. now, now you can definitely get away. Like a hat, a mask, glasses, like who, who can see anybody's face? Somebody mm-hmm. recognized me recently and I had my mask and sunglasses on and I'm like, oh, you, you know who I am. <laughs> like, You're yeah, kind of recognizable because you wear sunglasses. Yeah. Oh, even my sunglasses are recognizable. Yeah. <laughs> I like big sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you're pretty recognizable. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably one of the few curvy people in my, in my community too. So that's also a standout, I think. Uh, is your community clowns or is your community like where you live or people you uh, know? I would say community um, performance artists. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So in that mix. Huh? One of the shortest clowns in our community. You are a petite clown, yes. But uh, what's yeah. lovely about, what's lovely and beautiful really about comedy and specifically clown community is um, that your body is your assets. Your yeah, height is your assets. Yeah, it's always you're, funny. You're winning all the way. I'm. I love your father bone, your baby bone. Oh. I haven't even seen it in person yet, but the character stills are just fantastic. Like, and there's there's a perfect example of your your whole you know your whole thing yeah. being an asset. So being the miniature version of people is super fun. i love it oh my god that's brilliant yes yes it's brilliant but but it works because you guys um like you it weirdly works like you weirdly like mate like you look so similar (laughs) yeah and we have a similar body type we both have like round bellies and italian eyebrows the eyebrows yeah, the eyebrows. Cause, but like, yeah, I love the way you made that. You just like replicate his outfit. Is is got a perfect like thing to, yeah. It just works. Yeah, and I do like to make my costume and yes, like, put together something that looks very accurate. Just like yes, a- yes, very accurate. That's the word. It's very accurate. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> do yeah. you um lean towards more male characters or women characters because beefy's a man right yeah 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 yeah. um you know it's i never gave it i never gave a thought and that's always that's that i think that's the reason i've stayed in this game for as long as i have because i just would pursue what i liked and yeah. words that I liked and parts, you know, 
didn't matter who played the parts, you know. Um, I remember taking an on-camera class and the teacher gave me sides that were for a man. And um, it was uh, the like the priest from the South that like speaks in tongues. He leads like those sermons, like those. Wow, yeah. And so it was a very meaty part. And I, and man, it was so fun to seek my, sink my teeth into words because in television and film, you know, women don't get dialogue like that. So, you know, um, I just, and again, at that, in that moment, I was like, this is just good. So I just want to go where like the meat is, you know, that's, and with, and with (laughs) beefy, (laughs) no pun on the, no, no, no pun intended with beefy. I never thought of it as a, like a, a, like, Oh, okay. Now I'm playing a male. I just thought of it as a, like, this is a character I'm taking on and how do I sit in that skin, you know? Mm -hmm. And then people were more surprised by it than I was. Wow. You really take on a a different persona and I can, like yeah. I couldn't even recognize you. I I thank you. I love when people say that that that's that's uh, that that I mean I'm I get shy at the uh, it's I get shy at that because it's the best compliment. Um, yeah, yeah. It's being great. able to blend into your role. Uh-huh. being able to blend into your character is really yeah. Cool. That's fun. It's fun, and also like yeah, yeah. And he's you know. He's a mask and also at the same time, I'm sure an aspect of my ego. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's fun to always get behind that and, and say things. I mean, I definitely surprise myself sometimes from <laughs> the things that he says. I'm like, oh, and then I'm like, man, it's me. It's me. At the end of the day, it's me. You know, <laughs> right. but even other comedians like Will Ferrell says, like when he's in the role of Ron Burgundy, yeah. He's saying more intelligent things than he would ever even know to say. It's a weird thing that happens. It really is. But yeah. it's, you know, you just trust that you do your homework. And with Beefy, I definitely implemented theater technique. And I was always subconsciously questioning what would Beefy do? And so I would, you know, I would go, and this was homework when I was in school that I hated because it was super specific, but it was like, how does he get up? How does he stretch? How does he, does he wear slippers? How does he go to the bathroom? Does he close the door? Does he, you know, as is like an actor's exercise and character study, but it's, it's one of the, you know, one of the techniques that I've learned in, in, in my life that I really, I, I think once you've incorporated it and trust it, things like that happen where, you know, you, you have faith in the work that you've done. Your character says thing and you're like, Oh, Oh crap. What? (laughs) That was smart. (laughs) I wouldn't have thought of that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that happens sometimes. It's fun. It's fun when that happens. Thinking about it now, most of the characters I'm developing are like male and use like he, him Mm -hmm. pronouns or he, they pronouns. Mm-hmm. maybe just my main clown it just uses they them pronouns marigold fountain but i just realized that i don't have any she her like woman presenting clown characters that i've developed yet and i'm kind of scared just just the thought of it like tr- like triggers a weird like fear in my heart like a tensing up just to even consider putting on a full woman persona 
Is it an exciting fear or a debilitating fear? In between. I'm going to do it because I I try to do things that that I'm afraid of. Like if I'm scared of something, I'm going to do that thing. Yes. Yes. Well, good for you. That's great. It really triggers the the concept of being non-binary transgender person Uh where, where I used to always put on a persona of being femme and female and it's exhausting it's exhausting okay I mean that's that that's why I asked if it was exhilarating or debilitating I love that you look at it as something that you know you'll take on but I think definitely maybe when in in or I'm suggesting when it's a like a joyful playful place to go and less triggering you know right and and look at it as something that you can approach with love now you know yeah um I will tell you what you reminded me of with with beefy the thing that was more of a challenge for me personally and issues that I had um is body image and um beefy wearing a shirt tucked into his pants Oh yeah, that is triggering. Was for me. was very triggering, and it was triggering for Marilyn. But I had to, I had to choose and challenge myself because Beefy would tuck his pants in. Holy he would tuck Lord. his shirt. He would tuck his shirt in, and and you know um, that was a moment for me. That was a moment for me to step into. And I'll tell you, definitely, there was a time, not you know, not too long ago, that um, I was very self aware. And I would, I would design costumes to hide my body so that I, I wouldn't be distracted by it. And, you know, the weird irony is that it's way more distracting when you're aware um, and you're self-aware, but it's a lesson, you know, it's a lesson that takes its own course in time. But that was, you know, that was definitely a moment with beefy was like, "Uh Oh, I got to And the, you know, and it's bittersweet because, I do show all my curves and I've had people approach me after the show and go, Oh, you were in costume. So you took all like your, like your, like the, the padding off. And I would just, mm-hmm. Nope. That's all me. That's all me friend. Mm-hmm. You just don't usually see it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, I get yeah. you. And the thing I is, get you. Yeah. Whenever we try to hide our body shapes, like I would wear really big jackets and clothes right. to hide my butt and my stomach and my boobs. Mm. And so I would look like a um, cylindrical shape versus sure, sure, sure. shape. Yeah. And so really just wearing fitted clothing that highlighted the parts actually end up being better and more becoming or they are. Yeah. I yeah. know that they are and I still struggle with that. It's I really so do. hard. It is hard. It really is hard, but you know, it'll, it'll, I definitely, um, embrace my, my, myself and my size and my package. Uh, you know, it's just, it's funny cause we all walk around and we don't know, you know, who's struggling and how, like I'm also petite, never, never bothered me, you know, 
never occurred to me. Other people would point it out. Oh, you know, you're petite. I'm like, oh yeah, I can't reach things. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, definitely can't reach anything. <laughs> but I know a lot of people struggle with, with that, with not being tall enough and so on and so forth. So yeah. yeah. I, I look forward to seeing all the different versions of clown and characters that you're going to do. And, and as long as you're having a good time and really playing into them and, and maybe even exploring the parts that you were always scared to explore and bringing it out on stage, best place yeah. to do it. You know, I'm excited for your characters too. Thank you. I would love to try another male character or yeah yeah at some point you know if it so inspires me um I feel like I was touching on one (laughs) I love mustaches um uh yes yes I know I want um, I think you told me that you like beards right (laughs) oh there it is (laughs) I have a handlebar mustache stick on I have a whole packet I'm like I'll just keep this here I always, I, I love the weird, the, the soul patch. I like the patch that just grows Ooh, right on the lip. I like can right see there. that looking good on you. A little soul patch. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> That's so just fun. A little. I always like a little, but you like full on, right? Like nice long. I do have big beards. Beards. Because I'm going for a wizard type. Yes. Um, time traveling um chimney sweeper for one of my characters so i did need to get big beards that's fun that's fun but they are hard to eat in and hard to do anything in (laughs) so especially you can do it like legit beard so yeah i prefer a um symmetrical handlebar mustache to a beard let's see let's see it looks good i prefer symmetry i see i could see that with the it goes yeah. with your eyes yeah handlebars. yeah mm-hmm. if i was to get like a nose piercing i'd have to get one on each side so it'd still be symmetrical <gasps> you would actually you're one of the few that i feel that could pull it off too not everybody mm-hmm. can pull off a double piercing i do like the like the double like the one on the side and the one in the septum oh, i came yeah. very close to doing that but i haven't yet <laughs> I just worry about having a cold and then having that that's, be a problem. That's that's why I did the septum. Then you get used enough. to it. You forget it's there. Yeah, it's hard enough to wear masks and breathe. Yeah, I know. I forget because I I'm just I don't stay in a lot of places where you have to have a mask on for a while. I'm just not there. I'm not indoors. That. You know, I'm not. I, I had to go see a friend in a show recently. And I totally forgot you got to wear your mask. And I'm like, oh, dude, really? Like two hours of this? I, I know. Forget. I just avoid it so I can not wear a mask, you know? I'm taking an in-person clown class on Tuesdays. And we have to wear our masks, even though we're all um, vaccinated. Sure. And it's so hard to breathe and it fogs up my glasses. That's why I'm practicing wearing contacts. and oh, taking. Yeah. I, uh taking a uh, Claritin and wearing contacts so that my eyes don't just allergy to it. All so for the love out. of art. All for the I love know. of art. I just want to be able to breathe and see it's dark in that room. Oh, geez. Louise. <laughs> this on the big ask to be able to breathe and, and look see. Cute, you know? I, like- <laughs> I look cute. 
Whatever. Oh, do we still do that? We still go to class and go, okay, who's here? Who's here? What's who's up? here? Who's cute? Hi, I don't know you. I don't think I contact with you. you. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, why not? <laughs> if you're single. That's right. <laughs> so, how did you get into your art? Theater I was. I was born. <laughs> it's going nice. was going on the stage yes um yeah i mean pretty much pretty much you know my 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 dad is a natural both my parents are natural storytellers and characters and he he's a movie fanatic so i was introduced mm-hmm. to movies like since i was a baby and then living again living and growing up in new york city theaters the route that you take yeah. So I, you know, what I saved did you grow up in Queens, baby. Oh. <laughs> no one can really say Queens like Queens button. You know, where are you from? Oh, hello, I'm from Queens, New York. No one can do that. It's got to have a little attitude to it. Oh yeah. Do you, from? Do you, think you have an accent? Oh yeah, sure. I I feel like I can hide it, or at least I think I can hide it when I'm more aware of how I'm speaking, oh, but. Sure. Definitely the more tired I get or if someone triggers me, my cousins, you know, my, I have a cousin who just, she's like, all right, are you ready for my day? Are you ready here to my day? This is my day. Are you ready? A. And she does ABCs and one, two, threes. You want to know, you want to understand what happened first? One. Two. And then as soon as she talks, I immediately go right into queen. I'm like, all right, what? A, B. All right. So there are people that'll definitely trigger me into my accent, but I have it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, again, another beautiful thing about comedy and clown is you're encouraged to bring you to the surface. So a lot of theater training and a lot of time spent on losing my accent, which is totally fine because I like a clean palette. Um, you know, I was encouraged to bring it back and I'm totally OK with that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's true. Thanks. That is the difference with acting versus comedy. My yeah. acting coach once told me to come to stop coming to classes myself. I don't he even did. what the what does that even mean? What does that even I mean? I know. Who do you come as then? <laughs> I know. Well, I'm just on the spectrum and I'm yeah. had so much nerves in that class and he, he didn't let anyone do any stims or like things to soothe yourself in class was so hard to even exist in that class everything was fight or flight I'm always like oh my god I gotta get out of here I gotta get out of here Mm, you can't I don't I don't do well in those kinds of classes what is your opinion of representation in the media what is my opinion what do you think about representation in the media representation of what (laughs) Uh, people who look like you or uh, people of color or uh, the queer community god it's so loaded that is so loaded um because you know I have I have good days and bad days about it. I mean, it's like the yin and the yang of anything. You can find the good the good in having the ability to have a platform and speak, and and then you find out that platform is not what you think it is, and there's a little bit more of manipulation that exists. And you know, 
Uh, I mean, I think we still have a ways to go. Every time I think progress is being made, I think it should absolutely be recognized and not forgotten. But man, it's just taken too, too long to only get just here, just here, you know? I mean, the fact that how many, how many curvy women can you name that are in movies? The fact that if you can just name, name any, is that yeah. we can count them, you know? Um, 100%. Uh, and and this, the same goes for, for many other things, you know? Um, so it's, it's bittersweet because I like to see things like uh, Squid Game being an all Korean cast, uh, get the exposure that it does. And then it's bittersweet, you know? Um, because we, we still have, we still have a lot more to do. (laughs) You know, you add, you tally it up at the end of the day and it's, it's, it's so small in comparison. Mm -hmm. I want to, I just, yeah. I count Squid Games as a foreign show anyways, because it, so many um korean actors who i've seen in korean dramas yes yes, yes you know yes. so i count it as a foreign film less yes. of a um u.s made film oh yeah, yeah. Foreign film, definitely not whitewashed and i guess that's where the progress is it's like oh look at and it's kind of sad that that's what we're that that i'm even counting it as something of a, of a significance in that it's like, oh, look at this foreign film that made all the money here. Like, like let's recognize that as a big deal. And it's because, you know, um, things are still standing alone. Um, I, learned, I learned later in life that I was very ignorant about um, the fact that things are not as diverse as I thought they were, you know, I, I, I grew up in Queens and everything was a different size and different color and different language. And, and I thought that's just the way it was. And that's what I'd love to see. I'd love to see a story being told and it doesn't matter what size or what color, you know, because at the end of the day, we all know what love is. We all know what pain is. We all know what anger is sadness I mean, we all know what laughter is that's all universal and i just want to be able to hear see touch smell listen to a story without it attached to anything other than those connections right and um, you know I, yeah you know. i find it really damaging to not see representation of people maybe my size or like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're looking in the media because mm-hmm. I definitely struggle with self-love and uh, like acceptance and even believing that someone would like me or love me or whatever, because I don't see myself being portrayed that way in the media or everyone who isn't anorexic or severely thin, like bone thin only those people are being portrayed as lovable. And it's really hard to get past that thinking, even comparing myself to other people, like, am I worthy of love because I'm not as thin as this person or I'm not as femme as this person right. or tall? Right. 
And I, and that's exactly why one day I'd like to just see the story being told. And, and we're, we're watching a whole mishmash of people and we're not focused on, oh, too short, too big, too little, too whatever, not enough. Definitely go, being brought up in theater, um, I was always um, cast because I'm petite and I'm curvy. And I'm, I mean, I got all the things. I'm petite, I'm curvy, I'm brunette. In theater, <laughs> like, dark-haired is even a thing. You know, you're not an ingenue in any way. You know, so I was a, I was often the best friend, the maid, the cook. Uh, you know, someone that's snarky. You know, and and in in film and in a lot of you know places, there's characters that are you know, that are written that automatically are assumed like that have a stereotype, you know, oh, they're curvy. Oh, lazy. Oh, uh, whatever. You know, there's these ideas, these ideas, you know, attached. So, yes. Best friend. Best friend. But there is a renaissance. I do believe it. There is more. I see it. And that's where I have to embrace it, acknowledge it put forward that energy, you know, be the example. I love, I love that um, philosophy, you know, yeah. because I don't think anyone that goes with the attitude of, I don't fit ever gets seen, you know, it's the person that goes forth with, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I don't understand what you're thinking is the problem. <laughs> you know, you're the problem. I'm not the problem. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. Just I'm, being loud and proud of uh, what you're yeah. representing and just having to be the the person that people see the first person that they see do it you know know, I think I really I do believe I mean look it's not like there won't be challenges and it's not like there won't be people that are going to try to put you down or question you or you know um, but um, I definitely I mean this is this is a weird comparison but when I was taking acting classes I remember you know there was a point in the cycle in which you're doing a very personal moment. And oftentimes in a personal moment, you're, you're naked. So you had the option as the performer, am I going to get naked? I'm portraying a personal moment. And a lot of actors, they made the choice and they went ahead and they did it. And I remember energetically with both the person performing and with the audience, the more comfortable, confident in their skin, less self-aware the performer was the faster the discomfort of the audience member was diffused you forget and you're on to the next thing and I remember having moments where I'm like oh yeah he's naked like his pee-pee's there (laughs) right I come back and check in I'm like oh my god he's totally naked but he was so engrossed in whatever the objective was that I forgot and I and I kind of believe in that energy I really do Um, And again, not that it won't be met with the challenges and not that people won't still hold on to their ideas, you know, but I think um, how else are you going to power through? You know, you get knocked down and stay down by people that think you don't belong for whatever reason, or you get up and go, okay, you know, thank you. (laughs) I'm going to keep going. (laughs) Thanks a lot for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Okay. So what are you looking forward to this year? I'm going to be making some life changes. I'll be relocating back to New York. So it'll be interesting um, 
if not this year, definitely soon to see what the fusion of having been out in LA and working on stuff out in LA is going to be like bringing it, you know, melding it with what New York is now going to be for me. So we'll yeah. see. Back to the theater stuff. And- I mean, I don't see how I'm not going to be curious. I'm super curious how I'm going to handle <laughs> Like I've been working so independently, like, you know, when you create obviously characters and storytelling and this, that, and the other thing, the burger reviews, you're just doing your own content. So now I got to like speak somebody else's words, take somebody else's directions. It excites me. Good, exciting, good, exciting. It makes me super nervous, but um, I can't see how I won't eventually just, you know, like if I hear of an audition, of course I'm I'm sure I'll pursue theater again. I I definitely... Well, yes, I want to, you know, the clown scene is still, I believe, up and coming in, uh, in, uh, in New York. It's, it's, it's not as prominent, I don't think, or as obvious as it is in L.A. I'm not sure. I have to look there, into it. There's a movement for, class. A there's movement. a lot of movement, yeah. I've actually, t- the funny thing was that's the only clowning I did before I moved out to L.A., um, it was like a weird one-off and it was at the movement theater studio. I took yeah. Lecoq, I took Lecoq technique. I took some classical I'm Lecoq clown. too this weekend, next weekend. <gasps> With movement theater? Yeah. yeah. I'm not... How funny. Who's your teacher? I had Richard Yuval. Crawford. Yuval. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. He's a guy. He has a dog. He's been knitting this sweater for his dog on the Instagram. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Yuval. <laughs> Uber. I like that name. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Oh, enjoy. The cock is yeah. fun. It is mm-hmm. fun. It is. Good body work. Good discipline. Oh, seriously. Yeah. 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 So much. So yeah. So that would be it. New York. Seeing how improv. maybe theater voiceover work. Improv. Uh <laughs> is it too harsh there? No, improv is actually, I started improv in New York and I continued yeah. in LA. I, um, yes, of course, I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to anything. I hesitated only because I didn't, I don't think I did very well. <laughs> oh, well, it's really hard. <laughs> well, it is, it is, it yeah, is, it's, 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 it's really funny. Well, go to do improv. Well, that's it's really funny that you say that because when I was out here and I was in, I was struggling. I was taking improv at UCB, and UCB has a specific structure. It's the Harold technique, and they encourage you to not do character at all. And I and I was like, really? uh, where? Yeah, they they yeah, it's a different approach, and they just don't want you to do play a character, come in playing a character. And I had a teacher give me permission because she clearly saw my struggle. And she's like, and it, it, it just had a lot to do with me just, th- and this happens a lot. You just think too much, you get in your head. You're like, where am I? What was I doing? Who said what? And then you're not there and you're not having 100%. fun. And I got caught up in that a lot. So when I, and it, it's still the okay. truth, you know, I, sit in, I get into characters and it seems to flow a lot easier for me. So I had a teacher say, you know what, Marilyn, just, just do character. <laughs> just, just do the scenes as your characters. You're fine. No, don't want, don't listen to the rules. So I, yeah, you're right. If I probably do improv again, I would probably do it as a character. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not opposed to anything. I'd love to get into voiceover work as well. So that's probably something I'll pursue in New York. Mm. Yeah. I like yeah. voiceover work. 
I yes. like the concept. We, clowns can't help but be animated, and we yeah. have interesting tones we have taken on to That's be animated. True. That is absolutely poems. You said poems. Uh, tones. <laughs> Tone of voice. Tones. Uh, <laughs> that makes more sense now. I was like, yes, as clowns, we write poems all the time. Of course, of course. <laughs> Let me jump on that. Yes. Different tones. Absolutely. You know, you're right. Um, you're right. I, uh, I, I do some more when I'm with friends. I'll like, I'll play different. Like I love to do different voices and I don't, I don't recognize when I'm insulting cause I'll, I'll parrot and <laughs> not that I don't, I'm not intentionally insulting, but I have a, a, a friend who's English and she's right there and I'm like ooh, ooh, look at that that's so pretty that's so pretty and I'm not trying to do a good accent I'm just playing around in my head and she's like oh you do an accent too and I'm like oh my god she thinks I'm being like condescending right now Jet. I get I just, it I, you've done have you done that before where you just parrot by accident and you take on yes, somebody's yeah I think people do that oh okay well I, I listen I was never I was never um uh, what's the word analyzed Diagn- Diagnose. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on the diagnose part. But autistic people definitely like can't help or can, yeah. but it's like comes naturally to just parrot someone or mimic their yeah. um, inflections or uh yes. accent. It's hard yeah. not to. Especially and then if you have a good ear for it. <laughs> yeah. I do it and I'm not even aware. And this, this was recently, this woman was like pointing it out. She's like, oh, are you English too? And I'm like, um, uh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I don't mean to be rude. Am <laughs> I being rude? I'm going to slide into it. But that kind of, it hinders me to even try to learn um, accents because I didn't want to insult people in the past because of mimicking people so I basically just do accents when I'm singing I hear you and that's also a thing that's changed now because of again we're 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 working toward diversity and more inclusion those those you know are different like you know Hank Azaria like who's a wonderful voiceover actor he's done many voices for the Simpsons and he oh. does like Abu and, you know, and he'll do, do like different, different accents, different dialects from different oh, regions. Yes. Things like that are, you know, are now a little bit more sensitive. You don't want to hire, you know. Yes. And he feels uh, bad about that now. He does. He does feel about that. Feels yeah, bad, bad about, about it. That didn't realize. Well, once upon a time, I mean, it was part of a breakdown. It's like, you know, can you do, you know, I was on my resume, on my resume, I'm, you know, I was ethnically ambiguous. So it's like, oh, great. Can you do, can you do a Greek accent? Can you do Italian? Can you do Middle Eastern? Can you do, you know? So, um, but yeah, so I, that's something that I've become more sensitive to where I'm like, oh, uh, (laughs) should I play this role if I'm more of the Latin persuasion? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was something I had to question with. I mean, my, 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 always my advice is, you know, cause I've had people ask me about like, you know, I want to portray Mexican character. I want to, I'm like, are you Mexican? You know, because chances are, if you're not, you're going to be topical and topical unless you can relate because you are Mexican is something I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with. I wouldn't mess with it. That's just my opinion. Unless you can relate, unless it's 
from your own home, your own backyard, your own life story, I wouldn't mess with it. You know, it's it's, the same way about like gay characters or transgender characters. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the same thing. I mean, let me tell you, I'm, I'm overseeing people wear fat suits. It's not fucking funny. You know, it's, it's, it's not entertaining to see in a fat suit. But yeah. once again, once upon a time, you were, pr- I mean, Eddie Murphy was praised because of all the different characters he did. Yeah. Uh, what was the movie? Nutty Professor. Right. But he's, he's in fat suits and everybody's laughing at how brilliant it is. And I'm like, well, yeah. you know, cool, 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 cool. But so, even yeah. that, um, what's, what's that movie that was of a transgender woman, the first woman who had um gender boys don't cry oh no boys don't cry surgery um no. oh the, no the blonde was it the blonde woman the yeah blonde... the one with the british male actor who was in fantastic, fantastic. Right. William eddie William. redmond eddie redmond yes 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 oh okay that was a controversial yes because in in real life he's like cis he's right, a cisgender uh, right um, and he played the Danish girl. The Danish girl, correct. Yeah. Correct. And yes. he actually says now in an interview that he wouldn't do it if he if he could change it, he wouldn't have done it. And he would have pref- like a, a transgender woman should have played that role. So so this is again this is my this is definitely the frustration because then we, you know, it's like Yes. And, and it, it, see, this is my conflict of like, like these, the look back is hard because in the time that it was happening, you know, people were were praised for taking on things like this. You were encouraged. I mean, you know, like I I was just looking up um, and I was going further back. I was looking up. um, I was just saying, um, I mentioned boys don't cry, which, you know, um, um, what's her face? Uh, God, what is with the names, people? Boys don't cry. I'll look that up real quick. <laughs> okay, same thing, you know. And then there was another movie, Felicity Huffman. She plays a man transitioning to a, a woman. Oh, wait, what was her movie? It was even more like weird and convoluted because the, the the people are not playing the roles who are intended, you know, who are intended for those roles. So it goes on and on and on. So that's what's tricky about the look back because yeah, of course now today we progress. So it does in hindsight feel awkward and embarrassing. But in the time, it's like Hillary Swank won an Oscar for that. You know, yeah. it's tricky. It's like we don't want to repeat it or continue it. So the people that are intended to have roles to tell the story, that's what I was saying, you know, before earlier. It's like they're the ones that should tell the story, you know. Um yeah. and I, I even think about that with um Sean Penn and I am Sam. You know, he played somebody mentally disabled. He's not right? Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump, you know? I mean, we look back at that and it's like, no, no, no these characters, wait a second, you know? They had- Rain and, Man. Huh? Rain Man. Rain Man, exactly. I mean, there you go. That was one of the first, you know, on camera uh, characters with autism. He was in, he is clearly not, you know? So, mm-hmm. so on and on, but, you know, it's good to recognize like, oh, okay, 
you know, we did that. Let's not do that, you know, and mm-hmm. it does take people to stand up and go, we need inclusion. We need, you know, women telling the stories and, 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 and with disabilities on the stories should, and people with disabilities. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful up. to, exactly. I mean, we still don't, how many actors with, or how many, you know, hearing impaired actors do we have? Not, you know, or again, blind, you know, yeah, and so on and so forth. So yeah. I, I think is yeah. people would be able like their argument is that, oh, well, Scarlett Johansson is well-known box office person. Yeah, yeah. because she keeps getting all the roles that so many other people could play because they identify or are yeah. Asian and are, yeah. are playing an Asian person or... I mean, like, and, it, and yeah, and it's, it's still, I mean, the roles it's away and it keeps giving them to the box office people who have the opportunity because they're cisgender, white, um, yeah. all figured, whatever. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes it's unbeknownst, you know, like there's a whole trickle down, right? There's just money. So it's all like dollars and it's all, you know, there's produce, producers behind it. And it's like, we're going to take this, manipulate this, rewrite this, get this person. I remember taking a, a class with a casting director and, you know, she started off her career with so much integrity. And then, you know, it wasn't long before she learned that she didn't have a lot of creative say as a casting director because there was a lot of dollars and cents involved. And sometimes you do. And that's why at the end of the day, we're all still here and hopeful and we all still want to create because there are, there are stories that get through. There are messages that are received. There are thankfully today, you know, more, more diverse characters and roles being portrayed because, you know, um, it is, it is happening. We just have to <laughs> be, yeah. you know, part of the people that remember and continue it, you know. And, and people are putting their money with where their mouth is and yeah. saying, like, I'm not going to watch another Rent without a diverse cast. And Steven Spielberg is all about that. He's like, yes, I will get people who have these life experiences that they can incorporate into the role and actually be people of that ethnic background. Yeah. You that know? would be, I mean, it's, 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 it's sad when, you know, thing, uh, what was I watching? Oh, what was the Shonda Rhimes period piece that was done on Netflix that everyone was into? It was like done in the 1800s with all the, people of color in it yes yes but it's 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 sad when when you don't want to catch yourself but you know to be honest you catch yourself going oh look at all the diversity Mm -hmm. I I, again I want to get back to a time I want to from what I was saying in the beginning uh, I would love for just the stories to be told without those things being having to be standouts you know they just are you know yeah and people Um, are actually getting more used to um, they're getting used to what we used to think were standouts like um, yeah. Spider-Man, Homecoming. Yeah. I, like when I first saw the commercials with those, Tom Holland, I was surprised of how so many of the other characters were people of color, like Zendaya was the best friend, soon to be um, MJ, mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. best friend. Uh, uh, the actor, his Instagram is Life is Aloha. I always forget. Like, 
is Aloha. Aloha. Did he change it? No, I'm spelling Aloha wrong. <laughs> Jacob. His real name is Jacob Batalon. Batalon. Batayan. 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 Oh, God. But- Never mind. I don't know. I think he's Filipino. Yeah. I love that you mentioned comics because that is actually comics are like, you know, are the the stories that always tied, that always had diversity, right? Because you've always had characters that overcame and, you know, adversity and you're underdog. Underdog. Exactly. So comics are great, are a great example of having always had a lot of diversity. (laughs) Yeah, in it, but you're right. Even, or the, or in recent years, like the the casts of Star Wars. Yeah, you know, and Star Wars has always had a little bit of a diversity. People oh, didn't all the diversity, and like you guys need to shut up. Yeah. Meanwhile, I mean, meanwhile, Star Wars has always had characters that are, you know, different looking from the beginning. Yeah, some <laughs> like of them always. were racist, like the some of the aliens who looked slightly asian yeah. you know they had or jaja binks the court like apparently oh right was, right like a rastafarian accent mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. so everything is being worked on it, it really is because again people are not realizing like i said it wasn't too long ago where it's like can you do a rasta accent yeah i can meanwhile you're like a little white person from <laughs> from wherever, yeah. wherever. And it's yeah. like, and that was totally okay. You know, I remember yeah. and, you know, shame on me, but it happens because it was part of my vernacular. And this is like probably like 10 or 15 years ago, my friend and I were out and he's a lovely, beautiful homosexual man. And mm-hmm. we were having a beer and he said something to me and I was like, I don't know, oh, whatever, that's gay. And that was when it was still part of vocabulary. Yeah. And I go, oh, whatever, that's gay. And he's like, excuse me. And I looked at him and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh shit. I was yeah. like, that's, oh, and it was great. Cause he's like, excuse me. And I was like, oh, yes. I, that's not a word you should use anymore. <laughs> I definitely remember the era when we would that's use so that. Hard. That's that's lame. So bad. That's lame. Yeah. yeah. I, I, my mom would even yeah. like to say that sucks. And I didn't realize like, oh, like how old am I now? Like 26 or something. I didn't even realize yeah. thinking maybe she didn't like that term that sucks because it's like sucking dick. Is that what it is? <laughs> that's exactly where it, that's the next part of that yeah that sucks dick is actually the last part of that comment who knew, <laughs> who knew that's the guys? whole line that's the full line yeah that sucks yes dick. <laughs> so i guess we all can learn something <laughs> i mean again like even as we're we're working through this today and and you know we're evolving I'm sure there's a lot we're doing that's inappropriate to to our future generations. All right, <laughs> and they're gonna look uh, at us like, "Oh I can my god!" One right now. Like yeah. people say for show and things, and it's like a cultural appropriation of Black people's language. Wait, show. I don't even. What's the show? <laughs> I, oh, I think yeah. it's like for sure. Oh, oh, for show. Oh, for show. Oh, see, no, yeah, I would see. Do that. 
I think that's one of them that we just aren't realizing because it's in yeah. our vernacular, but like, no, M, you're culturally appropriating shit. Yes, yes. And let me tell you, we absolutely growing, again, growing up in Queens, you know, being in 12 years old and everyone wants to be cool with everyone. You want to fit in. And I tried my y'alls. I tried, you know, I was like, hey, what are y'all doing later? And it's like, yeah. Did you have hoop you earrings? Can't do it. Ooh, you better believe I had hoop But that's earrings. a Latin thing, too. Oh, I rocked, well, listen, I love I where I grew up, and, and I will stand behind this, I grew up where hip-hop was practically born. So we we all adopted the culture of hip-hop. <laughs> and so I did. I had a bob. I had red lipstick. I had hoop earrings. I had gorgeous Reebok classics. Like I was, it was very important that my outfit was specific. And it said, I That's listen <laughs> to this music. I mean, you're 12, you're 13, you know. It's all about, and then and then when I was like in the ninth grade, it's like I needed everyone to know that I listened to new waves. So I had like Doc Martens and I had black lipstick, and you best believe I was listening to the cure. You know? uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was very important that you know the two for me it was music and my style were more connected than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, even when I went through a heavy metal phase, I was wearing flannels and <laughs> Yeah, I still so. wear flannels mostly because of um, I like, well, uh, supposedly gay people, that's like uh, something that they wear. They wear flannels, they they cuff their jeans. Oh, is that the uniform? Is that the gay yeah, uniform? Yeah, they have a carabiner with their keys on their pants. And I'm like, <laughs> I do all of these things. And I didn't realize that was a no, gay uh, Actors and theater people just call that a techie. <laughs> yeah. The techies are gonna kill me. Now. They're all gonna well. kill me. <laughs> I did text in high school, and I do grip and set. Listen, department. God bless the techies. You you hate all of the actors, but We're we, we love black. you. All in black, all all yeah. very angry at the actors because somebody misplaced something and didn't put their props away and. <laughs> Yeah, and left shit in the dressing rooms, and but then we all go out and have a beer after, and it's all good. <laughs> yeah, we would go to Denny's because we were underaged. <laughs> oh, Denny's. Well, yeah, Denny's. I'm thinking of my theater times in New York City, and it was always yeah. like a bar down the block. It'll be fun. I look forward to that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm still just starting to feel like a grown up. Twenty six is, you know, yeah. I mean. What is grown up anyway? I know some people are having babies and they're married at the moment at my age and your age. And it's just like, I feel like a person. Is that enough? Yeah, it is plenty. It is plenty. Yeah. There's too much to contend with. And honestly, if you're taking on more, God bless you, but I'm okay with not. <laughs> yeah. My dog is, is more than enough responsibility <laughs> right yeah. now and myself. Oh yeah. yeah, I know it's it's hard to not compare, you know, especially as you get older and you go through, you know, um, life and you think, oh wait, this is not what I thought was going to happen. But your 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 timing is your timing, your flow is your flow, and you know, yeah. that's the thing. It's especially as a, it's yeah, it's very hard. So it's very hard. hard, especially when you're feeling down 
And uh, again, this is the blessings and the curses of media. Like you got people that are like, my life is awesome on Instagram. And you're like, my boyfriend. Oh, we're just getting uh, married. Look at my baby. (laughs) But I think at the end of the day, we all have shitty days and we all have good days. And, you know, it's 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 not all what it looks like. It really isn't. You know, it just it's it's you know, we we use it even though it's it's changed in a lot of ways, we still use it for the same reasons and it's an escape and it's always has been, you know. Yeah. Well, we one form of it. Stuff. We only put the good stuff on the social media. Yeah, well, I mean I everyone's put been... the mental health stuff too. Though. Yeah, that's good. I mean, every I mean, I don't mind that. I don't mind everyone telling all the different kinds of stories, you know. I prefer that than the crazy filters, the catfishing. You know, oh because my God, I hate catfishing. The, the catfishing, the oh my, I, I I did see one of the funniest TikToks because a new trend now. You have beautiful eyelashes, by the way. Um, Thank you. But I don't know if you know the new. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know like the latest trend where like they layer up falsies, like the fake eyelashes. They'll do oh. more than one layer. It's like a style. So a lot of women will do like three layers or, and more of fall off to get like a big full lash. And it's a, it's a trend. So I saw a hysterical TikTok <laughs> where this girl is leaving her boyfriend's house and he's like, do you need a ride? And she's like, no, I got it. And she starts fluttering her eyelashes. Oh my God. And flies away. <laughs> yeah. And it cuts to her feet. You see her feet going off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> I mean, again, it's like, yeah, so like, I, I'll take a sad story or, uh, uh, you know, a mental health post or like, you know, yeah. some, some historical fact any day Versus over creepy eyelash flutter. <laughs> <laughs> or just the obsession with these, these filters and like, and yeah, perfect. yeah, and having to look perfect. And I, I like that it exists where we can make fun of it. That's great. You know, I like that. People are like, this is with it, without it. Great. Like, because let's call it out. It's getting too ridiculous, yeah. you know? I don't know if I could go outside if I thought that everyone actually looks like their filters and their perfect, like, perfect day when they don't feel bloated and they take the picture. I don't think they go outside. I think they stay inside because they're like, oh, no, I'm not going to look like my filter. Oh, my I God. Do, I mean, I do have friends my age because it's getting to that age. They'll post, you know, pictures of themselves. And I'm like, um girlfriend you got wrinkles where are they where yeah, are they <laughs> yeah i mean look i it's 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 that's like that like put that on the list you know ageism is another thing that we've got to embrace you know um wrinkles or are beautiful what and or not perfect but like these you know i don't want to name specifically the actresses in hollywood but like there's some you know beautiful women that did movies in the 90s that were you know at the height of their careers and now they're all like stretched out and plasticized and it's unfortunate because um you know there's there's just continuing the pattern of like yes we have to stay looking 30 and fresh it's like no you know chronologically i know you're 70 you don't have brown hair and you're you know like there's just certain people where it's just it's it's false it's not real and and there's yeah. nothing wrong with I- embracing age you know yeah. and god bless the women a weird thing that my brain thinks of what 
I I kind of I'm like, uh, is makeup lying? It depends on how you use it, you know. I know. I I think it depends on how you use it. If you if you do anything for you, and 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 it comes from a place of love, and it makes you feel good, and you look at yourself like, and you feel beautiful, then. I or this is how I'm representing like a, myself because this is how I feel, yeah. feel good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, God bless, like, I, you know, I, God, I always love him. I always love, I really love a man that isn't scared to put on some eyeliner, a little bit of oh, eyeshadow, some nail polish. Huh? My chemical huh? romance is a emo band. They would mm-hmm. use this eyeliner. I just think I just because I just I and I and I say that I say I I speak of men specifically because it stands out as like oh okay you know this is someone doing something bold but but it's just an example of like if you just lean into you know that the like the love and that you're doing it from that place that's what it's gonna look like it's gonna look good you know like it's like how you wear a hat or a suit if you don't think you look good in it you're not gonna know how to wear it you're gonna walk awkward you're gonna look probably goofy or you know but if you you're like "Mm, i'm in this suit or i'm wearing this hat and you feel sharp and you feel smooth like everything like is gonna fill that in you know and you are you're gonna look good and i mean it's it's amazing how confidence can almost be a weird illusion <laughs> for sure i was just imagining someone in like um grungy ripped up jeans but even that sounds like a hipster and it's all about like what confidence you have in it you know i mean i i i have a, a, a wide variety of tastes in in what i find attractive in another person but usually at the end of the day it's because they're confident you know, that's usually like, it's not like they're tall or they have this color hair or anything. It's like, dude, they do that thing and they do it well, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, or they wear it or they, you know, mm-hmm. and they're, they're on, they're not bothered. And I'm, and I forget yeah. that's a good example for myself. <laughs> <laughs> what? I know. Right. I know. We're so good at pointing outside that (laughs) yeah yeah well thank you for being on my podcast redux redo redo podcast